listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester. The Watch Out World. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome into the Beyond the Game program, everybody. Very glad to have you along. I'm Rick Benson. With me is Zach Barletta, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. This is a very special show. I hope you'll stick around for the next half hour or so as we're going to talk with Kevin Malone. He's with the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking, one of the most disturbing trends facing our nation. We're going to do things a little differently this week. We're going to take a break right away. We're going to give you an updated Red Hawks recap, let you know what's going on at Roberts Wesleyan College in the world of athletics. And then when we come back, Kevin Malone will join us. Stick around. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game program. The Red Hawks recap is brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College, taking a look back at the past week in Roberts Wesleyan College athletics. As you might have well expected, the ECC and its member schools, including Roberts, announced that they would be canceling the remainder of the spring athletic season following the action of so many throughout the state and country. Such a decision obviously doesn't come easily, and it's especially hard perhaps on the members of the women's lacrosse team whose season is canceled as they are ranked 21st in the country. I spoke with Roberts Athletic Director Bob Seagave this week, who shared this. I really feel bad for um, all our sports teams, but especially the spring sports teams, uh, the seniors on those teams, um, and especially our women's lacrosse team. Uh, Being nationally ranked, you know, the the journey of of being here the whole time from the program start, you know, the excitement, the buzz, now that's all all gone. But I do want to say, you know, um, the Lord will will bless and and will show us uh, that that we're more than sports. We're more than a spot on a roster. We're more than a scholarship um, or reputation or stats. You know those things fade away. Um, it really is about the journey and finding your identity in Christ. And while it hurts now, I'm certain, as Philippians says, that. Uh, God who began that good work within each one of us uh, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Well, that's our Red Hawks recap for this week. Remember, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics at their website, robertsredhawks.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at RWC Red Hawks. This has been the Red Hawks recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances and 96 student athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Highlighting the stories and the people of faith. It's not a faith program that includes sports. It's a sports talk show rooted in faith-based principles. Welcome back to the show. Recording in the BTG studios in Rochester, New York. Here's your host, Rick Benson. Kevin Malone was one of our very first guests on the program several years ago, the one-time general manager of the Montreal Expos and L.A. Dodgers. He spent 17 years in the game of baseball, retiring in 2001. 
He's the co-founder and president of the board of the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. He joins us now in the BTG phone line. His appearance today being sponsored by our friends at Roberts Wesleyan College. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. Rick, it's a pleasure to join you and talk about the fight against human trafficking. And I appreciate the opportunity to uh, spend some time with you on, on this important topic. Obviously, it's a stretch from baseball, from running a baseball team. Tell us a bit about the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking and how this all came about, how you got into it. Well, I got into it in 2009. I went to Thailand with my pastor and good friend Francis Chan and realized we had a big problem there. I saw kids that were four, five, six years old that had been sold as sex slaves, and it broke my heart. And when you pray to God, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. You got to be careful because God will do that. So I came back to the United States. Again, that was 2009 and realized we had a huge problem with child sex trafficking in America. Started uh, getting involved in it in 2014. And then uh, in 2017, I met a guy in Florida that was fighting human trafficking. His name is Jeff Rogers. And together we formed this uh, ministry, as you mentioned, the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. And we're trying to fight this on all the various fronts, Rick. Uh, We do a lot of work in D.C. on Capitol Hill policy work, educating our senators and Congress members. Also, uh, we opened the first and only boys traffic safe home in America. It's located in Central Florida. We have boys from 10 to 17 that have been trafficked or sexually exploited in our boys' safe home. Uh, we, we support some girls' safe homes. So we're doing everything we can. But the main thing we're focusing on, Rick, is demand. We try, have to change America, change the thinking of men. Uh, we have a huge problem with men paying to rape our children. I know it sounds disgusting and dark and evil, and it is. But we've got a huge problem in America uh, and we think pornography is part of that problem, which leads to this downward spiral of men wanting to actualize what they've been visualizing. And we have a problem with American men paying to rape kids in America. As you probably know, Rick, I moved to Las Vegas with my family two years ago to fight child sex trafficking in Las Vegas, especially on the Strip. There's a huge problem with kids being bought and sold uh, in Las Vegas, and I'm working uh, – and praying a lot that uh, we can stop that from happening. See, everyone believes prostitution is legal in uh, in Las Vegas. It's not. It's about 70 miles outside of Las Vegas in a town called Frump, and then and then up in up in the Reno area. So I'm in Vegas trying to fight this. So I need a lot of prayer because it's uh, at times very dark, as you can imagine. The motto in Vegas is "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas," and my motto is. What happens in Vegas to kids, it will not stay in Vegas, that we're going to shine the light on this and and, and, end child sex trafficking in Las Vegas. So troubling. We've been hearing that sporting events such as the Olympics, the World Cup, specifically the Super Bowl, have the largest cases of trafficking incidents. But at least one organization has dismissed the idea as manufactured media hype. They say what they refer to as moral panic over sex trafficking at sporting events actually waste resources that are needed to fight the issue elsewhere. Speak about that for just a bit. Is there a link between sports and sex trafficking? There is, but I would agree with with the back end of that statement that there is a lot of attention placed at major sporting events, and it does happen at the Super Bowls, at NASCAR events, uh, rodeos, all the major different types of sporting events. And uh, what happens is these traffickers bring these kids in, these women in from all over the United States, because there's a large gathering 
sometimes hundreds of thousands of men with cash in their pocket and they're looking to party and they're looking to to what they would call have a good time. So that does go on. But I do have to admit there are a lot of resources spent in fighting those specific sporting events. But uh, we do need to not only focus on it at those events, but everyday life, Rick, is happening in every town, city and community in America. And we need to focus on it every day, not just at the major sporting events. So there is some truth that we maybe we do overhype it to a degree, but it is going on there. And that's a way to bring awareness and to protect the kids that are being brought in there. But we need to get the message out every day that it is happening uh, every day and not just at the Super Bowl and other major sporting events. We're talking with Kevin Malone, among a number of other things. He works with the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. You visit their website usiaht.org that's usiaht.org or follow them on twitter at usiaht1 kevin my family and i recently visited the national underground railroad freedom center in cincinnati and they have a section dedicated to modern slavery and as i read some of the stories of how people became enslaved i'm telling you my heart absolutely broke I began wondering, at least in my area, if we're doing a good enough job educating people about what to look for. So I asked. I asked some high school students that I know and found they were fairly naive about it, which was startling to me. One of the statistics that has stuck out to me was somewhere around 40 percent, I think it was, of enslaved people fell victim to false employment ads. Can you share some things that maybe people should be alert of and wary of to avoid becoming a victim? Well, I appreciate, first of all, Rick, you and your family going to going to Cincinnati and seeing that uh, all that's going on there with the Underground Railroad, the great work that they're doing and uh, the awareness that they're bringing. Uh, I appreciate you, too, just kind of getting the word out that uh, this is going on. The media has done a poor job in telling the truth about the, the matter. I think oftentimes, you know... Epstein's situation brought some uh, some light to this horrible problem, but it is happening every day, and, and you know, blind eyes need to be open. There's different ways that it's going on. I mean, you'll see, uh, as you mentioned, uh, employment opportunities that are too good to be true, modeling opportunities for young girls or boys, uh, saying there's opportunities to model either in New York or internationally. There's just so many ways these, these traffickers now are recruiting kids out. Oftentimes, it's through social media, through uh, gaming devices. We we know two boys that were recruited that we were able to rescue that were lured into this on Fortnite on some gaming. Uh, I'm not all that familiar with all the these kind of games that are out there now, but these traffickers and these uh, pimps, as they as they call them in some in some areas of the country, they're very sophisticated now and they know how to go after and lure kids that are somewhat vulnerable. So. I think parents need to do a, a much better job in protecting their kids, knowing who their friends are, what they're doing online. A lot of what's happening is really social media related. And and I say if you can see if you want to if you're at a bus stop or if you're traveling on a plane or if you're traveling and you're in different parts of the country, kids that look out of place that, uh, you know, a young girl with an with an older gentleman and and there doesn't look like there's any connection. Kids that have tattoos on their neck or on their face, they're kind of branded. Kids that won't make eye contact, kids that don't have identification, kids that just look out of place uh, in a certain situation. It's just instinct. And once you see it, you'll never forget it, and you'll see it over and over. So 
I appreciate you asking. That's a great question. I think if anyone wants to learn more about how to identify and what they can do in their own towns or cities, we on our website, as you mentioned, USIAHT, uh, we will help people uh, learn what they can personally do, how they can impact their sphere of influence, how they can change their community. And we will equip and train people uh, to get into this fight and uh, to do what all, whatever they can do and all that they can do in their own communities. Yeah, ours is a program which is geared towards sports fans, people who are likely to go to games, be part of big crowds. And we hear and see slogans such as, if you see something, say something. But would you agree that maybe a lot of people don't know some of the signs that you just mentioned, what to look for? Well, they don't. And, and, and that's understandable. And I think until your eyes are opened uh, the first time, uh, then once you see it, then you're then you're suspect all the time and you start kind of looking for it and you do see it. It's just, you know, the major sporting events, uh, that's it does occur there, but it's not always in plain sight. It's sometimes it, if you're staying in a hotel, recognize if there's any uh, kids or, or young looking adults that maybe are with someone or, or they just look out of place or they don't look like they belong. I think, again, Rick, I appreciate you, you know, you bringing uh notice to this issue but I, but once you see it you'll you'll never forget it kevin malone is our guest he's a co-founder of the u.s institute against human trafficking you can follow them on twitter at usiaht1 their website once again is usiaht.org i've been in ministry for a long time now you yourself are an ordained minister so i suspect you would agree with me but it comes natural for us to feel as though the church should play a significant role in the fight against human trafficking. How can people get involved individually? And I know you spoke about that a few minutes ago, but how can they mobilize their local church to get involved? Well, I have to be honest with you, Rick. Uh, I think there is a call from God to the church. The church is the answer to this problem, and it's biblical. If you read throughout the Old and the New Testament, it talks about orphans. Most of these kids these days that are being trafficked are modern-day orphans, so it's biblical that we're supposed to take care of, of, of these trafficked children, these orphans. But I think the church has been kind of slow to respond to this. I don't know why. I think maybe they don't think it's in their, in their sphere of influence. It's not in their communities. But I've been able, as I travel the country, Rick, to open the eyes of some pastors that, hey, it's happening right in your own neighborhood, right in your own communities. And I think it's just a matter of education, awareness. So uh, we have reached out to churches and, and tried to get them to know that there is a problem. I have to tell you, my partner, Jeff Rogers, just came out with a film that Fathom released in 500 theaters. It's called Blind Eyes Open. It is the story of human trafficking in America, and it's a call to the church as to what the church and what people can do to fight human trafficking. There's survivors in it to tell how God rescued them from this horrific life that they were in being sold for sex every day. Uh, it's a great redemption story, Rick. Again, Blind Eyes Open, and, and Jeff Rogers and his wife, Carrie, did a great job on this film. It actually gives steps in there how the church can respond. The first thing is pastors need to not be afraid to talk about this in their congregations. And then there's always some really key uh, members of the church that have a heart for this, that God's calling them to get more involved and maybe lead uh, the fight in their communities. Again, it starts with awareness. Find that there's local organizations usually that are doing something. 
uh, we work closely with law enforcement, with our local police and sheriffs. There's things they can do to educate at the schools. We provide a lot of the services. So if someone wants to get involved, we will send them the information. We will train them. We will equip them to fight whatever in whatever area they want to fight it, be it in schools, be it in, in, in whatever aspect, work with law enforcement. There's a lot of things we can do to make a difference uh, in our own communities. Amen. The U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking, you're on the front line in the fight. I imagine it takes a great demand of resources. How does the ministry stay funded? Well, we raise 90% of our funds. We opened a boys' home in Florida, the, tra- the boys' traffic safe, uh, traffic boys' safe home, and we, we had some state money to help open it. But 90% of all of our funds are raised privately, either through personal donations or through foundations. We've had a couple of foundations step up and really provide a majority of our of our resources. And not only do we, Rick, do we raise money for ourselves, for the Institute, we also raise money for other ministries that are fighting child sex trafficking. So we support uh, multiple uh, organizations, ministries that are in this fight. So we raise money not just so we can do what we, we do, which is, again, fight demand, trying to deter and stop men from paying to rape our children, but to also do rescues and provide restoration. Once again, we're talking with Kevin Malone from the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. Please visit their website, usiaht.org. That's usiaht.org. Add them to your list of people you're following on Twitter at USIAHT1. We're going to step aside for just a few minutes, but we'll have more with Kevin Malone on the other side of the break. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. Hey, everybody, it's Benson. You probably know that Beyond the Game is a different kind of sports talk radio program. Sports conversation and Bible verses mixed together? Why would anybody do that? Here's why. Because the message of Jesus Christ is so important that we use sports to appeal to sports fans. Trying to be, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, all things to all men that I might by all means save some. You see, all of us are sinners. And because we are, we can't get to heaven on our own merit. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it also tells us that God loves us. So much so that he sent his son who was the only one who never sinned. And though he did not need to die, willingly did so on the cross as a sacrifice to pay the debt of all our sin. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why? Because God wants us all to be saved from an eternity in hell. 1 Timothy 2.4 says he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But the good news is Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Instead, he rose again, defeating death and making it possible for us to go to heaven as a result of his righteousness. You see, that's the grace of God we want to tell you about. Sports Talk Radio allows us to bring that message of the forgiveness of sins to sports fans all around the world. Forgiveness of sins is available to all people everywhere. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, 
resulting in salvation. I hope you pray to God. I hope you confess to him that you know yourself to be a sinner and tell him that you know and believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and begin a new way of life, turning from sin and seeking after God. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back into the program. We've been talking with Kevin Malone of the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking. If you've missed anything, you want to hear this conversation again, you can do that anytime at our website, btgprogram.com. Awareness of what's going on, sometimes right under our noses, is critical. Perhaps you can even share a link to the podcast version of this interview with your friends and family. Help us bring attention to the fight against human trafficking. You can learn more at their website, U.S. I-A-H-T dot O-R-G. With estimates of over 40 million victims worldwide, the fight against human trafficking is monumental. I'm sure there are times of both encouragement and discouragement, and I'm sure the fight within the U.S. is only part of the global battle. But overall, is there progress being made in the effort to abolish slavery? Well, there is. Uh, there is some encouragement. I have to say that President Trump his daughter Ivanka, and this administration is doing a lot to pass bills, to change policy, to not only protect people from being trafficked, but to also provide various types of, of support to victims. Uh, they're, they're, they've been working really hard the last three years, Rick. I have met with Ivanka personally. President Trump has put me on an advisory council to end domestic human trafficking, and I'm honored to be a part of the president's advisory council. But yes, there is a lot happening. It's just uh, the bottom line is, is that government can't do it all on their own. Law enforcement can't do it. We as citizens of this country and as citizens of, of, of our various you know, communities and towns and cities, we have to do what we can do individually. We all have to make a difference ourselves. We can't rely on, on government or the church or others to do it. We have to take part and do what we can do. Everybody can do something uh, in this fight. You can volunteer, you can donate, uh, you can bring awareness in different ways. You can make sure the school is, is teaching uh, about human trafficking so that kids are aware of what's going on and what to look for. So there's a lot, everyone can do something because everyone has a sphere of influence and we will help people get involved and get in the fight and become difference makers. Kevin, we've known each other for a few years now, number of mutual friends. In that time, if you've told me, forgive me, I've forgotten, but would you mind sharing again how you first came to faith in Jesus Christ? Well, I appreciate that. It's always uh, by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony of, mm -hmm. of the saints, uh, people come to know Jesus. Well, I was a junior uh, at the University of Louisville playing baseball, hoping to get drafted, and uh, I tore my hamstring so I couldn't play much of my junior year which was disappointing well I was at a bookstore I was trying to find some answers to the questions I had I had a lot of emptiness inside I found a book and I read it It was the power of positive thinking and lo and behold Rick in that book he used scripture Dr. Norman Vincent Peale used scripture and as we know in Isaiah 55 it says the word of God will not return void it will accomplish what God wants it to accomplish. Well, through 
scripture in that book, which led me to start reading the Bible, I came to realize that I was a sinner, uh, separated from God. I didn't have a relationship, although I had head knowledge. I was religious. I'd gone to religious schools, but I didn't have a personal relationship. I had never repented and turned from my sins and, and followed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that happened in July of 1979 uh, when God opened my eyes and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I've been following him since then. There's been some peaks and valleys. As you know, this has been quite a journey, uh, but God is faithful. God has provided. God has uh, protected, and he continues to bless my family and me. My son, he brought back to life who overdosed in, in 2013 and was declared brain dead. God brought him back to life. My wife had cancer two years ago, and it was not looking so good, and God healed her of cancer. So I just want your listeners to also know that God is a God of miracles. God is a, is a faithful God. God loves us, and uh, he has a plan and purpose for our lives, and, and he's the only one I know uh, that I can trust 100%, Rick, because he keeps his word, and I love the word of God. I love reading the Bible, studying the Bible, and telling people about how Jesus has changed my life. You know, I've had the best the world has to offer. I've ran Major League Baseball teams. I owned a Mercedes-Benz dealership. I've been many places in the world. I've done everything that the world says will satisfy, but nothing compares to a relationship with Jesus and worshiping him and, and, and living a life uh, of fellowship with Jesus and loving and serving others. It's, there's nothing like it, Rick, and I know you know that, and I know probably a lot of your listeners do. But anybody out there now searching for truth, searching for the answers, I can promise you this, and I've tried it all. Jesus is the answer. He is the solution. He's the remedy. Before we let you go, let me ask you one last thing. What are, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for your ministry specifically? I would just, I would pray. There's a, I, I'm in the midst of, the, uh, uh, of spiritual darkness. I am by, fighting evil at its worst. I'm fighting uh, it's just this, there's a lot of satanic strongholds. Uh, this is demonic men that want to rape children. So it's the worst of the worst, Rick. So I just need protection from, for me, for my partner, Jeff Rogers, for his wife, Carrie, and his boys, and, and for my wife, Marilyn, and, and, and my kids. We're in the midst. We're in the battle. We're right in the middle of it. We're in the trenches, and it's very dark, and we just need to be protected. We need We need to be girded, and we need to be covered in prayer. And I would just ask for people to pray that God protect us from the evil that, that we're fighting and to give us wisdom and to provide resources so that we can enlarge our territory and, and fight this in more places and, and, and just have God just to keep us safe. The work you're involved in, it can be dangerous. I'm sure it's exhausting at times. We thank you for what you're doing. And Kevin, we thank you for spending a little time with us here today. Rick, it's always a pleasure. Anytime, my friend, God bless you. And, and, and all your listeners. That's Kevin Malone joining us here on the Beyond the Game program. The U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking is his ministry. Follow them on Twitter, USIAHT1. Visit their website, USIAHT.org. Well, that's the end of our show. Thanks so much for being with us. A different episode, a different broadcast this week here on the Beyond the Game program. No, you like that. No shenanigans. Uh, just discussing one of the most heartbreaking, disturbing issues facing our country, and that being of human trafficking and sex trafficking. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody.